In just a few hours, the Dolphins are scheduled to make their first selection of the 2023 NFL Draft. But after last night's first round, who will be available for the Dolphins to pick? A mock from picks 32 to 50 to explore the best available options for the Dolphins in this scenario. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. It is Wednesday, April 28th, and today is the day that we have been waiting for here on Locked On Dolphins since the 2022 NFL trade deadline. The Dolphins are back in the draft. I'm Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino and Locked On's 2023 NFL Draft live coverage stream, which you can find on YouTube. You can find all of our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Special shout out to the everydayers who are locked in on a daily basis here on Locked On Dolphins. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM, if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager and managing your own football franchise, this is the game for you. Download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. And the Dolphins have their own general manager going to work today. Chris Greer, uh, I don't want to say he took the night off yesterday, but I always thought that the trade up into the first round was kind of a pipe dream when you consider the Dolphins don't have a first-round pick this year. They don't have a three next year as a result of the Tom Brady-Sean Payton snafu. They don't have a four as a result of the Bradley Chubb trade. So next year, you're already talking about the Dolphins have a one, a two, and then they don't pick again until a fifth round. So to trade up, even in this watered-down market for trading for draft picks with this class uh, kind of felt ambitious, and, and it certainly played out that way for the Dolphins. So we saw picks 1 through 31 come and go, and the Dolphins stood pat and stayed patient, and I think their patience was rewarded. We did that show earlier this morning. We reacted to the 31 picks that have happened, and I gave the scenario that we got, in reality, an 8 or an 8.5 out of 10 as results for the Dolphins. But now you got to wait 19 more picks. And these picks can really be where you find yourself, in my mind, on the edge of your seat based on you've got to make another pass through the top of the draft. And a lot of these teams have declared their needs and their wants and their interests based off of what they did with their first selection. And the Dolphins have their own uh, expansive list of potential interests. Uh, the only thing that I would formally request for the team is this don't take a running back at 51 please it's a deep group we're still talking about potentially dalvin cook after june 1st i don't think he'll trade for him this weekend but that's in play let's not take 51 and spend it on a back you got a lot of really good options at running back that you can have later and you have a lot of really good options elsewhere on the board but who is available and how they distribute themselves across uh, what my personal rankings are for the Dolphins is uh, the exercise we're doing here. So we have to talk about first picks 32 through 41. Those picks are currently scheduled to be the Pittsburgh Steelers 
Arizona Cardinals, Detroit Lions, Indianapolis Colts, Los Angeles Rams, Seattle Seahawks, Las Vegas Raiders, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, Tennessee Titans. That's the first gauntlet for Miami. First 10 picks. And what we've done is we've looked at these teams and we've looked at what players they have available and and we've looked at what players they've lost this offseason. And I've made mock picks. And I can't promise my second round mock is going to be any more accurate than my first round mock was this year. And if the first round was any indication, it is going to be a wild ride tonight until 51. So buckle up and hold on tight. But I gave it my best shot. And here's what I got for you. So we're going to talk our way through these picks, and then we're going to you know, go through the options at the end. I, I do have the Pittsburgh Steelers drafting Bryant Branch, the safety out of Alabama. You think about they they lost Sutton in free agency. They lost uh, Terrell Edmonds. So they've lost a couple of critical pieces to their defensive backfield. And Branch can play safety. He can play nickel. Very versatile player. Certainly feels like with his tackling prowess, he'd be a welcomed addition to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And um, it's probably also best player available, if we're being honest. I mean, if, I, if you just across all 32 teams and not necessarily just stacked them up for the Dolphins, Branch probably has the best tape of anybody that's left on the board. He's a very, very complete football player. He just didn't test overly well, and you're not going to want him to play a bunch of man coverage down the field. You can live with that. Uh, and, and being a, a hybrid safety type, this feels like a good range for Pittsburgh to add him. So we're, we're going to go Pittsburgh, Brian Branch, safety, Alabama. Uh, the Cardinals, in the midst of their long view, uh, they are very much a team that needs to uh, pick up the pieces and start over. And you saw that with the trade down from 3 to 12, and then they bounce back up to 6 at the cost of pick number 34 uh, to get that done to go get Paris Johnson at tackle. I have them taking another premier position. It's a player that was generally considered to be a top 20, top 25 lock. That's Joey Porter Jr., the corner out of Penn State. The Detroit Lions, this is an interesting one. This is a potential tight end spot, but I don't have them going tight end here largely because it, it sounds like Detroit is very concerned with the lack of progress and now the suspension for Jamison Williams, who was a first-round selection for them last year. So they are pretty thin at wide receiver as things currently stand. Now, they went out and got Jameer Gibbs. They went out and got Jack Campbell. But a wide receiver down the field threat, which is what Jamison Williams was supposed to be, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, a uh, big-body blazer and, and guy who wins down the field is who I have the Detroit Lions taking as a compliment to what they are able to do in the run game. Indianapolis at 35 is interesting because they're a team that has a slew of needs. They picked Anthony Richardson. Uh, they, they don't need tight ends if you're an avid tight end truther. They don't need running backs if you're a running back truther for the Dolphins. So uh, there's not too much overlap here. You could make the argument offensive line selection could make some sense, but I'm not going in that direction because they do have a third round pick from last year at offensive tackle in Bernard Raymond, uh, who showed some promise towards the end of his rookie season to, to play that left tackle spot. I've been taking cornerback Julius Brents from Kansas State. Uh, so, so corners uh, with two of the first four picks here in this mock draft. Joe Tipman, interior offensive lineman from the Rams. This is the first one that really hits the Dolphins between the eyes. Uh, the Rams desperately need just about everything. They're going to be one of the worst teams in football this year, just to be transparent. And they already went to the well once with an offensive lineman. They took an offensive lineman from Wisconsin in the third round of last year's draft. And whether it is going to be center or is going to be guard, 
investing in quality, capable starters uh, in the trenches for a team that just has so much ground to cover, uh, I think makes a lot of sense. And, and we've seen the Wisconsin pipeline connect for the Rams already. Things do get ugly here for the Dolphins because Steve Avila uh, is the next off the board. I have him going to the Seattle Seahawks at pick number 37. The interior offensive line for Seattle, specifically right right guard. It's Phil Haynes, I believe, is the scheduled penciled in starter at right guard right now. That's an upgradable player for Seattle who uh, very suddenly after adding Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, to what the offense was last year with all the young players that they added, that's going to be a problem team. Uh, that, that's going to be a very competitive team in the NFC. Uh, assuming Geno Smith continues to play to the standard and, and getting more protection in front of him makes sense. I have the Raiders at 38 taking Will Levis, quarterback. That there was some the the, the Raiders in, were interested in all the quarterbacks. And obviously two of them did not go in the first round. And Will Levis falling to, to 38 for the Raiders after the Raiders took Tyree Wilson. It's a reasonable bet to take at this point for a team that, you know, has Jimmy Garoppolo but is paying Jimmy Garoppolo $25 million per season. I have the Carolina Panthers after drafting Bryce Young, drafting a wide receiver. I think they, they have some older players there between DJ Chark and Adam Thielen. The pass catching group's not overly impressive or dynamic, so I went with Josh Downs, wide receiver from North Carolina there. Uh, Saints coming up with another interior offensive lineman. Sounds like Cesar Ruiz has kind of been on the trading block, hasn't really materialized for them. Anders Pete is an expensive player that would, they would probably benefit from moving on from, so both of those guard spots are open for the Saints in my mind. I gave him Osiris Torrance, the guard from Florida. So now you have three interior offensive linemen and five picks, but Tipman to the Rams, Avila to the Seahawks, and Torrance to the Saints. And that leaves the Titans as the last pick in this first stretch. And I have them going with dot, dot, dot. Their own young potential quarterback of the future in, in Hendon Hooker. This is the fifth and final quarterback. There was some buzz that Tennessee Michael Hooker over a quarterback that was amongst the top four uh, in the first round. Now, obviously, that didn't happen, and they drafted Peter Skaronsky, but well, Ryan Tannehill is getting up there in age and is an expensive starting quarterback for a team that's in transition. So uh, I think a quarterback swing for Tennessee makes some sense, which leaves the Dolphins in, in pretty good standing. There's been no tight ends in this group of five or group of 10 picks. You hate seeing the interior offensive line run come, but I think based on positional value and where you saw the offensive line offensive tackle run happen in the first round getting different teams involved that need interior guys it probably makes sense that's my best guess as far as what's going to happen now we have picks 42 through 50 are big hurdles for the Dolphins to clear and we're going to talk about that next and the decisions that those general managers are making today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM if you've ever dreamed of running your own football franchise and creating a dynasty, this is the game for you. Responsible for everything from hiring coaches to managing the salary cap to training players to drafting players, setting ticket prices, managing the facilities, you name it. All in a challenging and realistic game world. And best of all, in my mind, Ultimate Football GM is completely free. It's playable offline so you can play on the go. When you want to, Locked On Dolphins listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise using promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. It's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Picks 42 through 50 for the Dolphins. It's going to get bumpy. 
You have the Green Bay Packers twice, 42 and 45. You have the New York Jets. You have the Atlanta Falcons. You have the New England Patriots. You have the Washington Commanders, the Detroit Lions, the Pittsburgh Steelers again, just like the Lions again. And you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those are picks 42 through 50 as are currently scheduled, assuming no trades. And the Packers hit you right between the eyes with the first pick. At 42, Michael Mayer, they were rumored to be a Dalton Kincaid spot in the first round. Didn't work out that way. They went with a pass rusher. Mayer is still here. This is tight end two off the board, and you get him at 42, one of the picks that they got from the Jets in the Aaron Rodgers deal. It's great value. It makes a lot of sense. Mayer's going to be able to help you. They're going to be a more run-heavy offense without Aaron Rodgers and with Jordan Love at quarterback and having Aaron Jones and uh, that, that run game. A.J. Dillon, Mayer to the Packers. DeWan Jones to the Jets. Um, I get they went big-bodied offensive tackle with good athleticism, but abnormally large human being with Mekhi Becton, and it didn't work out. But this late in the draft, they struck out in the first round. We're going to be honest. They wanted Broderick Jones. It didn't pan out. They panicked. They drafted a a pass rusher. Uh, Didn't have a market to move out of that spot. So they went up and they, they got their guy, but probably not in an ideal value, and it left tackle as a big need. I think DeWan Jones, at this point, whether you want to play him at left tackle or right tackle, the Jets need probably both long-term, unless you're going to count on Mekhi Becton. So that's, it's a good value pick for the Jets at this point in the draft, and it's an obvious need. The Atlanta Falcons are an interesting team because I don't think they need tight end. They reacquired Johnny Smith. They have Kyle Pitts. They just drafted a running back. They've spent a lot of money on the offensive line to re-sign their own players. Caleb McGarry, Chris Lindstrom on a contract extension. They've spent a lot of money on the defensive side of the ball. I'm with a wide receiver here. Like, Mac Hollins is the two. And I'm, I'm pumped for Mac. But if Mac's the two, you got an upgrade opportunity. I went with Cedric Tillman, wide receiver from Tennessee. I think this is a really helpful pick for Miami with where we are at uh, to allow a wide receiver, another wide receiver to get pulled off the board kind of put themselves in a position with a quarterback in Desmond Ritter to have as much success as he possibly can with as good of a supporting cast as he can. Big body guy, runs well, can block on the perimeter, moves the needles for the Falcons, I get it. The Packers back on the clock. This one hurts, but it's not hurting because it's a position of need. I have him taking Adetamiwa Adabare from Northwestern. This is a not true needs pick for Miami if he's on the board, but... 280 pounds, superb athlete. He's from Northwestern. They went Northwestern pipeline before with Dean Lowry a couple years ago on the interior defensive line. Uh, very much feels like, you know, between him and Van Ness, they're getting some bodies on the inside that they, that they can really rotate with. I know they lost Jerron Reed in free agency this year as well. So that leaves the Dolphins with five picks. The Patriots, the Commanders, the Lions, the Steelers, and the Bucks. Heartbreak's going to come here. Don't worry. Because I do think that the closer you get to 51, the more severe the threats get. I have the Patriots taking a pass rusher. Um, they, they went with the corner, Bill Belichick, defense, yada, yada. Derek Hall from Auburn. Uh, I do think he's a top 50 caliber player. He fits the Patriots' MO. You think about the big, long arm, like the Dietrich Weisses of the world. That's who this player is. And I think he's tailor-made for New England, and they have Josh Uche, but they need another player who could 
you know, be a stout anchor on the edge. The commanders at 47 are taking Darnell Washington in this mock. I really struggle with, okay, like, would they want to replace their left tackle? And if they do, okay, Matthew Bergeron's on the board. That you can go that route. And that kind of bails you out because I don't think there's another great tight end spot after Washington. But Darnell Washington going to Washington is they want to run the ball. They got Brian Robinson at running back. They're going to have Sam Howell in there. Bienemy, they've had pass catching tight ends historically. Right now it's Logan Thomas. Uh, Is is that the, the top tight end option that they have? It's an upgradable position. They have some young guys who were late round picks last year's draft, but... I probably shouldn't stop you. And if you want to be Eric Bieniemy and you want to have a player who has the athleticism and the, the catch radius to be a middle of the field player, not to be Travis Kelsey, but to be a presence at the tight end position, which, you know, the Kansas City and Bieniemy offenses have enjoyed for so long. Washington was a hard player to ignore just because I didn't think there were a lot of other areas. It's like, it's a shame there's not another off ball linebacker because they lost Cole Holcomb in free agency. I think putting a, a linebacker in here would make a ton of sense for Washington. There's just the value's not here. So they got Darnell Washington at 47. I I think that's, predictively, I think that's the last hurdle you have to clear unless a team trades up in front of you at 51 to get whatever tight ends are on the board after that point, I think you're going to be there for you. Detroit goes corner, Cam Smith. They traded Jeff Okuda. They have a need here. They went with a wide receiver to address the Jamison Williams issue with the first pick in this mock from 32 to 50. Uh, And Keanu Benton goes to the Steelers at pick 49. Uh, They've shown a lot of interest in him. They have a little bit of depth where they they could wean him in and develop him. He feels like a Pittsburgh Steelers type player. You know, all those those North Division teams that play such a physical brand of football. Like, he's very much that kind of guy. Which leaves the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the last pick in front of the Dolphins. And what is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' number one most pressing need on their roster? It's left tackle. Because they cut their left tackle in Donovan Smith. And just to reinforce the point, I'm going to read you the offensive tackles on the roster for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Tristan Wirfs, great career right tackle to this point. Brandon Walton, Dylan Cook, Justin Skewell, Grant Hermans, Michael Neese, and they just signed Matt Filer, who arguably is a better interior offensive lineman than he is an interior or an offensive tackle. I got him going Matthew Bergeron, which is kind of this tough stretch of you look at 32 to 41 and things go really smoothly in this projection other than into your offensive line but going 42 to 50 the last nine picks is a pretty bumpy stretch that sees Mayer, Dewan Jones, Adebare, Darnell Washington and Matthew Bergeron come on. So if, if, if you are going to have the appetite for the Dolphins to move up, I don't think you got to get to 32. I don't think you got to get to 35 unless there's a player that you're absolutely head over heels in love with and you think you have to have him. 
And even then, I don't know that you're going to have responsible ammunition unless you're going to give up 84 a player, which I don't see a lot of attractive options for. So who does that leave on the board for the Dolphins in this scenario? Uh, that's what we're going to discuss next here on Locked on Dolphins. But uh, one, one option that is attractive, no matter what your situation is in life, is Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars, and they're absolutely, positively delicious. You can go to Built.com. You can go to Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, or you can go to Sam's Club and get yourself the big box and pick yourself up a box of the world's most delicious protein bar. The life hack you didn't know you needed, pick up yourself up a box of Built Bar. Real quick, obviously things are chaotic right now, but if you want to get in on the subtext community and chat fins with me directly, you can text DOLPHINS to 305-419-3924. That's DOLPHINS to 305-419-3924. Join our subtext community, get the first two weeks free, kind of get a feel for if it's for you, text with me directly, get some behind the scenes looks at the resources that we are doing. We're going to start doing some film studies here in the near future. I uh, have had great correspondence with everybody this morning, sent some texts back and forth with everybody after I woke up after the live stream last night. And um, it, it's great to cultivate that community and get more in touch with you guys. So uh, just for your consideration, if you're interested in, in, you know, tapping into this Dolphins community we're building here on Locked On Dolphins, it's text Dolphins to 305-419-3924. The irony here is pretty incredible. I don't know if you guys remember, uh, but before the draft, I said, we want tier one, two, or three prospect, right? And I said, I sent the list to of the, the 22 tier one, two, and three prospects. And I did the exercise myself. And then I sent it to, to two other, three other people, and two other people responded. And asked, hey, mathematically speaking, if three players off this list were available to pick 51, who do you think they would be? And all three people, myself and the two people I asked, in a vacuum, without consulting with one another, came up with the same three names. Well, I just did the mock draft. We saw picks 1 through 31, they're in Sharpie. And then 32 through 50, without really taking into consideration the outcome of that exercise, I did the first, the, the first 19 picks mock draft. And the same three players that came out of that exercise, that thought exercise across three people are the same three tier three players that are available for the Dolphins with this pick of 51 in the mock draft. So those three players were tight end Sam Laporta, Iowa. Interior offensive lineman John Michael Schmitz, Minnesota, and Illinois' safety Sidney Brown. Those, for my money, are the three best available players if, this, if anything like this is the actual results that we get. Those three players will be the best players available for the Dolphins, in my mind, to select with this pick. And if that is the case, I would stick and pick at 51. The discussion point for each is pretty apparent. Sidney Brown is the highest graded player out of all the three. If you're going to pick strictly off of, okay, who's the best player that we have on the board? My board has Sidney Brown, the safety. And two of your three starting safeties are expiring contracts. Makes sense. John Michael Schmitz is going to play the most snaps. He's probably going to play left guard, but he's capable of stepping in the center, and then you would move Connor Williams to guard. 
And if he stays healthy all year, he'd probably start for you all year. I have a very hard time seeing him not be one of the five best starting offensive linemen that you have. And Sam Laporta addresses the most dire need. That's the thought process. Those are the three. Now, I do want to acknowledge the other players at the other positions that are available, so I'll read the, the top two or three names that I have available at each position, and, and you can make your own decisions on who you'd like to see the team draft. If I expand it to Tier 4, running back is Abanacanda, Spears, and Charbonnet. I know everybody's talking about Devin Achain, and I know he runs really fast, but historically speaking, there's been two running backs to come to the NFL Combine since 1999 who are less than 190 pounds, and there's, there's, well, there's more than that, but there's two good ones, and the two good ones both got drafted in the fourth round. 51 for me is way too early, and I would actually be pretty upset if it was the pick, especially with the Dalvin Cook stuff still lingering on the horizon. I obviously root for the guy. I'm not spiteful like that. And not everybody is, but that's fine. Like, you can fan however you want to fan. I would not... I'd be super disappointed if the board fell like this and you picked Achain. Your pass catchers. I'm including Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver, even though he's a wide receiver, just because he brings a physical element that most wide receivers don't. You have Laporta, who we already acknowledged, and Laporta's the highest rated one. And then it's Luke Schoomaker and Tucker Craft are... are kind of in that conversation as well for me offensive tackle no thank you you got to go to tier five like you're skipping tier four together into your offensive lineman uh you have john michael schmitz who we already acknowledged you have cody Motch from north dakota state who i think probably at the nfl letter letter level either needs to bulk up and add weight and then you're you're kind of compromising what he does best or he's a center so I don't love that fit for the Dolphins. I think Michael Schmitz is a much better fit. The only interior defensive lineman uh, is Keon White at this point. I, I'm going to be honest, I think he's a little too raw and he's an older player to make sense for the Dolphins. Linebackers Dion Henley and Trenton Simpson are both on the board in this situation. And DJ Turner and Clark Phillips at corner. So that gives you kind of a menu based off of my evaluations who the best available at each of the relative or more pressing areas of need for the Dolphins are. And you can make your own decision. I know I said earlier in the week that my decision would probably be John Michael Schmitz uh, based off of the ability to address the offensive line, get the players who's going to play the most snaps. But he is also the lowest rated out of all three of the guys. The, the closer we get, the longer I stew on it, the longer I would think I would push for Sidney Brown. You can't go wrong with either one, and I can't make the decision on my own. So you tell me who you'd like to see the Dolphins draft in that scenario, whether it's one of those top three guys who are in my tiers one, two, and three, or one of the other names that we mentioned, or maybe a name that I didn't mention. We'd love to hear from all of you. I'm at Grinding the Tape. Uh, you can find me on uh, t uh, YouTube at Locked on Dolphins. You can find all our shows there. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You could text the Dolphins to the subtext and let me know on there. That number, of course, is 305-419-3924. And let me know. And keep it locked in. We're over on the Locked on NFL Scouting YouTube channel tonight, 30 minutes before the start of the television broadcast for all of your day two coverage of the 2023 NFL Draft here on the Locked On Network, I'm Kyle Krabs. Fins up. Make it a great rest of your day. Hang in there. We're almost on the clock.
Hope to see you all again soon. Peace.